Welcome to the Nourishing Soulfully podcast. I'm your host Peter and I'm a certified intuitive eating pro skills facilitator and an eating psychology coach. I'm a qualified trauma-informed practitioner and well-being coach and what all of this actually means is that I support wonderful souls to heal their relationship with food, their body and themselves. And this is a Nourishing Soulfully podcast where we chat about all things self-compassion, self-kindness, intuitive eating and body image. And at the moment, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, you'll know that I'm recording episodes which are a little bit like masterclasses. Um, They are previous workshops that I have delivered over the past few years that I think are really useful and I want to make sure that they are accessible and they're out there so that you're able to complete them if you wish to and work through them. You don't necessarily need a journal and pen, however it can really be useful. You could just have this on in the background whilst you're cleaning or going for a walk or driving somewhere and just ponder on the questions that I'm asking. So before we dive into the show, I just wanted to remind you that Elevate, the course in self-kindness, is available to access at any time online Um, and you can find out more about it at nourishingsoulfully.com forward slash Elevate. So Elevate has its own private website with 12 topics that you work through and a printed physical physical printed workbook that will be sent to you in the post um, which work alongside those topics. Each topic has an audio coaching session, a bit like a podcast episode, um, with tasks and assignments for that topic. So there are 12 topics in total. You could do this over 12 weeks, you could do it over 12 months, or you could just kind of go with the flow and see how it works out for you. Elevate is my best-selling course and it's one that I wanted to make sure was available when I'm on maternity leave. So very shortly, if you're listening to this in in real time, in about a month's time, um, I will be going on to maternity leave, which is very, very exciting. Now, don't worry, the podcast will still be around. I have pre-recorded episodes, so there should be fortnightly episodes going out whilst I'm on maternity leave. And you can also access Elevate and complete the course as well during that time if you wish to. So for more information about Elevate, head to nourishingsoulfully.com forward slash Elevate. Let's get into the show. So something that has been, I've kind of been pondering about over the past couple of weeks is normality and a return to normality or a new normal. In fact, I wrote a Substack um, newsletter on it last week, this concept of normality. Um, And within the Substack, so if you don't follow me on Substack, you're not subscribed, um, or maybe you don't even know about Substack. Substack is a platform with newsletters which are a bit more like blog posts I would say because but they can be sent to your email um, and my Substack is free some people um, have subscription paid subscription Substacks where you have to pay a certain fee to be able to access the content however the Nourishing Soulfully Substack is currently free to subscribe to so if you would like to there um, 
our weekly notes on caring for oneself that go out. Um, there are plenty to read through that are already there. Just head to nourishingsoulfully.substack.com to read those and to, to subscribe. Um, but I wrote about the idea of normality and the return to normality when we were in lockdowns. And I did an awful lot of coaching in lockdown. Um, it was a time that Nourishing Soulfully really was able to thrive. Um, and I think that's because it is predominantly online coaching. The courses and the workshops and the one-to-one -one coaching is all remote. Um, and so it, it worked beautifully and it was so wonderful to be able to hold space for those lovely human beings and run these courses and workshops during that time and that one-to-one -one coaching. And something that came up so often within the Nourishing Soulfully community was this kind of idea of getting back to normal or the new normal. And even the words the new normal now to me, take me right back to that time where we weren't really sure, were we, what life was going to look like. It, initially, we thought it was going to kind of be a two-week lockdown, and then that would be it. And as time progressed, I think many of us started to question whether we would ever be out of those lockdowns and those restrictions, and what life would look like. How how would it be? Um, and so I think many of us really worried about that. It was something that was a topic of conversation, especially on like the Zoom quizzes and Zoom chats and things um, during that time. And there was this fear of losing what we felt was normal life and the unknown of that new normal. And whilst this happened during that time, I think that Often during our lives, when big things happen within our lives, we end up with a new normal. And for many of us, there are events that happen that are completely out of our control. Um, and it, it can be really tough adapting to a new normal when we had no control over what happened. A bit like the lockdowns, but um, if you are, for example, involved in an accident or you go through an illness or you lose a loved one. These are things where we have to adapt and we have to get used to a new way of living, a new normal life that feels so far away from the old normal. And I think it's very easy to get kind of stuck in that trap of wishing you could go back to that old normality and, and it's not possible we can't try time travel and then there are times during our lives where we make conscious decisions and leaps to change our lives and our new normal is exciting but it's still scary even if we've chosen to take that leap so it might be changing job or starting a family like we are or moving country um all of these things, or even taking on a new hobby, this creates a new normal for us in our lives, that new normality. And I often think about this, especially recently, I've really been thinking about this, I think probably because our life is about to be completely changed 
in the very best of ways with the arrival of Little Squidge, um, that it's, it, there is, of course, nervousness and fear there. And there's also excitement about that new normal. And I think the fear is probably, or is definitely down to worrying about not being good enough. And I'm sure for many of you, that's been the case as well when you're approaching that new normal, that whether you can do it, can you do it? Can you survive? Can you make it happen? And this is where self-kindness is really, really important. Um, so I'm going to share with you today a self-kindness workshop around returning to normality that was first created during those lockdowns and delivered during those lockdowns online, but which I've adapted to be a little bit more general. Um, and I, I really hope that it's valuable and useful for you and helps you to really channel that inner self-kindness and self-compassion because we need that all of the time but in times of change we need it even more and a lot of us don't give ourselves enough compassion when life is thrown up in the air and change is happening we have such high expectations of ourselves and we set these high expectations which are absolutely impossible. So we're going to be looking at the feelings bubbling up for you around a new normal and how to know when you're ready to do certain things and how to go at your own pace. And I hope that you find wisdom within. So rather than finding wisdom from this podcast, I'm really hoping that your answers to some of the questions I'm going to pose throughout this podcast episode will kind of conjure up that inner wisdom that you have. So if you would like to journal um, or write notes, grab a pen or pencil and a paper. Um, and if not, just have a think about what your answers are. Let you to have a think about and either write down or doodle or just think in your mind about an animal that you feel represents how you feel when that new when you think about that new normal. Just think about a, an animal that would represent the feeling that you feel when you think about that new normal. So this little exercise can be really useful as often when we consider how we feel, a very small selection of feelings will come up to us. So we tend to kind of go, oh, it stresses me out or I don't like it or I don't want to think about it. But when we place an animal to that feeling, it gives us more of an insight and we're able to be kinder to ourselves. Every emotion that we have has a unique physical feeling which goes with it. So I'd like you to place a hand where you can feel this anxiety and worry when you think of that new normal, wherever you can feel it in your body. And it's going to be different for each person. You're not all going to feel that emotion in the same place. 
So place your hand where you can feel the anxiety and the worry about it and breathe through it. So when we have anxiety, what we can often do is try to ignore it or distract ourselves. But a really useful technique is to find it in the body, place a hand on it and ride it out like a wave. And it will feel more intense for a few moments. And then just like riding the crest of a wave, it will calm down. And the writer Arnold Bennett once said, any change, even a change for the better, is always accompanied by discomforts. I'm going to repeat that. Any change, even a change for the better, is always accompanied by discomforts. So when change is brought about, and we'll use the example of Boris announcing restrictions actually lifting when that happened, there's a moment of shock and maybe even excitement. However, at that time, many of us would have felt uncertain. We'll start to question it. We may be confused, we'll lose confidence in ourselves and those around us. And this could and sometimes does lead to crisis and poor mental health issues such as depression. But if we are able to get a hold on this, it can lead to the testing of waters, maybe a little exploration and acceptance. And that's what we ultimately want. But whilst that's what we want, we need to know that there isn't a specific pace that we must go at to achieve it. So we have to go at our own pace. So I'd like you to have a think about a time in your life when there was change, when that kind of scenario of surprise or shock, then potential excitement and then uncertainty and a loss of confidence kind of flooded in and fear set in. Can you think of a time in your life when that happened? And maybe during that time, you continued through and you tested the waters because either you were feeling really strong that day and you had your eye on the goal or because there was no other option and you had to get through it. And you began to explore it and eventually accept it. And I'd like you to take a moment now to write down what this experience was. Or just to think about it if you're not writing. And at the time, can you pinpoint feelings you felt going through this change? Can you think of any feelings that were coming up for you? And looking back now with hindsight and time and growth, how do you now feel about that change? Does it feel normal? This is what change often ends up being. And I think when we can get to a point where that feels normal, that is true acceptance of change. And of course, it's going to depend on the event, on us, and when it happened in our lives as to how long it takes us to accept that change. And there may be things that we never come to accept. There may be certain 
events in our lives that will, will never feel normal. My friend Jo Patterson on Instagram shared the following and gave me permission to use her own experience as an example in the Returning to Normality workshop. So on Instagram, Jo said, at Leeds train station for the first time in 13 months. It feels weird, like really weird. I didn't pass my test until 29, so I was so used to getting public transport all the time and constantly, rapidly punching in details to a pay machine and running through stations. It all felt really alien today. And that's from someone daily surrounded by others in school. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're feeling overwhelmed about what should be normal, you're not alone. And I've shared, I, I saw at that time on Instagram when those restrictions were being lifted, so many people were sharing about how they were absolutely buzzing to meet up with friends or go to the pub the following day and then hop on stories and say that actually they're now feeling like maybe they didn't want to do that at all. They don't want to do that. And there's an element of those stages of change here, but also the pressure to do what other, others are doing because sadly FOMO, fear of missing out, is back. And I think FOMO has returned in such a big way and we're all still processing this, the changes that have gone on in our lives. And I think because we had that time where, yes, there was changes, but there was a lot of restriction and there wasn't a huge amount we could do. It all now feels quite overwhelming and it feels like there is a lot of change going on still. And I certainly know from doing the work that I do in schools, particularly secondary schools, young people are really struggling with motivation and feeling motivated to do anything. And it's not that they don't, they're not aware of it. Like when I'm speaking to them, they'll openly share. I just, I don't have the motivation and the drive and I don't know why. And yet in other areas, they're taking risks that they wouldn't usually be taking for their age. And this is down to the fact that, or it could be down to the fact, I should say, that during that time, they weren't able to take as many risks. And so I think fear of missing out as well is something that certainly many of us experienced and maybe still do experience. And we're all trying to still grapple with normality and fitting everything in life and doing everything whilst taking care of ourselves. What we are comfortable with won't be static. It's going to alter with time, with our stress levels, with things going on at work, in our families, and for women with where we are in our cycle, whether or not we have periods. So our self-confidence levels are wanting to explore, to be adventurous, to take risks. Whether we have periods or not, it depends on where we are in our cycle. So a question to ask ourselves when the thought of doing something bubbles up is, how would I feel doing this? Am I ready? And would doing this be kind or unkind to myself? So when you're thinking about taking a leap into something or doing something which is outside of your comfort zone, 
asking yourself those questions. How would I feel doing this? Am I ready? And would doing this be kind or unkind to myself? If it would be unkind, don't do it for now. You're not saying no forever, unless you want to, but you're not saying yes, you're saying not yet. You don't have to make excuses. The more excuses we all make, the more socially unacceptable we are making it to just say, no, I'm not ready yet. And I know that it can, you can feel the pressure to do something, to take a leap in your life, to make change in your life, to do things that others around you are doing. But if that something makes you feel incredibly anxious and uncomfortable, thinking about it rather than saying no, will prolong those feelings of anxiety. So a journaling prompt which can help around this is writing your name. So I would write Peter, comma, why do you want to do, and then name the thing. So make sure that you've written your name and you're asking yourself specifically why you want to do that thing. Don't let others make you feel like it's wrong to not do the things. We aren't in a school playground anymore and no one has control of you and your decisions. So make the decisions that feel right for you at a time that feels right and follow your gut feeling and instinct or your intuition. Something worth considering as well when it comes to change and taking the leap is if you have the energetic capacity for this. So if if you're in a position where you're choosing to create that change, do you have the energetic capacity for it? And your energetic capacity is so important because if you don't sustain it and you put it into a deficit, you're going to really struggle. Your mental well-being will take a hit. You'll feel more stressed and exhausted and burnt out and frustrated and resentful. And you may even start to notice physical ailments too. After all, it's been proven time and time again that our emotions and stress often create physical reactions and illness. So with change comes the possibility of us wanting to change everything overnight or revamp our whole schedule. And this ultimately leads to overwhelm. So try your best to keep elements of your routine which you enjoy. So it may be that you continue getting the online shop delivered um, during this time of change or you continue to go out on your daily walk or you continue to have a lovely evening just for yourself once a week or you continue to speak to a loved one on a Wednesday night. Whatever it is, going, there's some things in your life that will top you up and make you feel comfortable, especially during times of change. We want to make sure that we continue to hold on to those things because what can often happen is when we are changing things in our life, we can not disregard, but set aside some of the things that we really need that help keep a constant in our life, that keep us grounded and keep a sort of routine there for us because within that we do feel safe and we don't want to change everything in our life so that everything is a new normal because, oh my goodness, that is incredibly unsettling. So I'd like you to take a moment to note down the things that you would like to continue doing if you're thinking about creating a change or you've had a change and there's a new normal that you're getting used to, 
What things ground you? What things do you want to hold on to? Things that bring you joy and that are ultimately little acts of kindness for yourself. Pace yourself. I know that you're going to see others sharing things, life changes in their lives, things that they're up to, and it's going to kind of push you at times to feel like you need to keep up because that's what happens. We're human. It is human nature. But we don't have to rush to fit it all in, particularly when we're creating changes in our personal lives. We can trust that when the time is right for us, we will feel ready. And we need to honour our intuition, how we feel and trust in ourselves and know that we will do what we need to do when the time is right for us. And what we can sometimes do when things get overwhelming is use words like should or must or always or never. Even just in our thoughts, maybe not even out loud. And when this happens, I'd like you to take a moment to consider the things that you know that you can control. The reason a lot of these all or nothing absolutes come up is because previously your past normal, you were able to predict what would happen and at times, not always, but at times, accurately apply it to the future. But through change, you will have been shown that you don't always know what's coming next. You can't always plan for the future. And this can cause us to question our own knowledge, our own wisdom, our own beliefs, and it can create a lot of self-doubt there. So I'd like you to take a moment now to imagine your best case scenario of life in six months time. Close your eyes if you'd like to. Think about what season you'll be in in six months time, where you'll be. You're sat in one of your favorite places thinking about the past few months. You feel really proud of yourself. You feel rather emotional at what you've achieved. You feel empowered, in control. And you also acknowledge that every step you have taken, every action has been one full of self-kindness and self-compassion. You know that you have done what feels right for you. And looking back at the memories of those past six months, what stands out to you? What moments were special? What are you so delighted and pleased that you took the time to do? So if you're writing, take a moment to write that down. If you're just thinking about it, just let your mind wander and ponder over it for a little while. And once you've done that, to end this podcast episode, I'd like you to feel, to think about those feelings that you would like to be feeling in six months time. And what animal represents those feelings and why? And throughout this time of change, as you're getting used to a new normal, keep that animal in mind. That's the feeling you want to feel. Those are the vibes. And any other vibes, shake them off and exhale. Remember to feel through the anxiety. Watch it pass as you watch a wave pick up reach its highest point and then dissipate reaching the shore. Ensure that you check in weekly or even daily with your energetic capacity and what you have the capacity to do and honour that and respect it because this is self-kindness at its very core. 
there is no returning to your old life. It's not possible. And you have permission to not even think about it, to not even try to return there. Your life is different now and you have experienced things that you hadn't experienced before. And this has made you alter your way of life and it's opened your eyes to things that you hadn't even seen before or noticed before. You can't go backwards, you can only go forwards. Remember, you are doing the best you can and you will always do what's right for you when it is right for you at the perfect time if you follow your intuition. So be gentle and be kind with yourself. And I'm so looking forward to hearing from you, to hearing what comes up for you, the animals that have been conjured up for you. So please do pop an email over to Peter, that's P-E-T-A at nourishingsoulfully.com to let me know. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Nourishing Soulfully podcast, you may well enjoy Elevate, the life-changing course in self-kindness. Find out more about this online course at nourishingsoulfully.com forward slash elevate. Sending lots of love your way.